Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can I help you? I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. So, this is the Hobbit. The dwarves are determined to reclaim their homeland. My name is Bilbo Baggins. Can we cook him? I wouldn't risk it, I really wouldn't. Can you promise that I will come back? If you do, you will not be the same. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Carla. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> back. Uh, it's. I think the last time you were on was... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about everything bagels. We're talking about the Daniels. We're talking <laughs> about uh, uh, Faust. We're talking about all of it over there. But I think I was on your show. I think we we're talking about Mandalorian. And afterwards, you were like, I want to come back. I want to talk about The Hobbits because we had three episodes where we walked through all of the Lord of the Rings. I think it was like a six hour extravaganza <laughs> if you put them all together. Which is still not the runtime of The Hobbits, which is nine hours <laughs> for that whole trilogy for one book. Uh, so I was like, hey, let's just do an episode talking about The Hobbits. We have a lot to unpack. But before we get there, Carla, I want to know, I think I asked this in one of the Lord of the Rings episodes, but how did you come to find out about The Hobbits? Uh, so pretty much through lord of the rings okay the lord of the rings was my intro to tolkien's work um and then so we're watching the the movies and then reading the books i found out oh hey there's like a little prequel story to this <laughs> um yeah and a much easier i mean we probably won't go too much into the book here but a much easier read than yes. the trilogy for sure as it was meant to be a children's book um but yeah the hobbit i actually read afterwards 
from my love and infatuation with, with the with the rings trilogy so yeah. um yeah and it's you know it's it's a good story um it's very different from you know the rings trilogy so i think that's something to definitely keep in mind whether you're reading the book and definitely when you're watching the movies so <laughs> yeah there's there's a huge contrast between the book and then the films that we're gonna talk about today like I first I came into contact with the Hobbit back when I was like, ooh, how old was I? Probably like seven or eight. This a was young before, lad. A young lad. <laughs> because back then there was a movie coming out called The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. And my school librarian was like, okay, everybody, this film is coming out. It's going to be a big deal. I want you all to read the book that started all, The Hobbit. And we all took turns taking it out of the library. And it was my turn, and I read the first line, which was, in a hole, there lived a hobbit. And I was completely taken away. Did I finish the book? No, I did not. But I do, <laughs> I do own it. I finished it later on in life, I think high school. But, like, you never forget your first outing to Middle Earth. And that was my first outing, was the hobbits. And... I really love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We talked about, I mean, we did three episodes on <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, they're really great movies. And Peter Jackson, the director, did a fantastic job of bringing those books to life. And it's kind of a no-brainer that he would tackle on The Hobbit. It's a little odd that he would do it after The Lord of the Rings. Because, like, The Lord of the Rings, to me, is like the full-on buffet. It mm -hmm. is the dinner that... Main course, three-course dinner. Breakfast, second breakfast. Yes, 11s. <laughs> <laughs> and with The Hobbit, it's kind of like, now let's have dessert. Except, or even like the appetizer. No, it's the appetizer. Let's have the appetizer after we have our main course. And it's like, what? I'm full already. Yeah. I don't want any more. And instead of like just a one plate... It's a three-course appetizer. It's a sampler plate. Or dwarves, if you will. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I did not prepare for this. But like, I was excited for when The Hobbit was coming out. Like, Do you remember that time of when The Hobbit was coming not, coming to theaters? It was, uh, what was it, uh, An Unexpected Adventure? Yeah, that was um, 2012, I think, was the first one. I think it was. I think it worked the same. They filmed it the same way. Everything was all filmed at the same time, and then they released like a year after the other. Yes. So yeah. I watched all of them in theaters. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, and each theater experience was different because, like, when the first one came out, I was like, "Wow, this is actually a really cool movie." Um, there's some extra stuff I don't really remember from the books, but that's fine. Like they're expanding upon it. But as the series went on, I don't know if you felt this way, but as the series went on, I got less and less enthused. And then I got to the third movie and I was like, this, is this even a movie? Yes. <laughs> you know, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I don't. For some reason, I didn't see the first one in the theater and I don't remember why. Are you call yourself a Lord of the Rings fan, um, Carla? 
<laughs> My God. Um, I don't remember why, though. You overslept. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. But I definitely saw sm- the Desolation and Battle of the Five Armies. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, same sentiments. Like, the first one is... It's okay. Yeah. And then the second one, you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then the third one, it's just like, what is going on? <laughs> it's, right. Yeah. Uh, like, what happened? So. Money. Uh, That's what happened. Yeah. Because, um, Carla, I don't know if you know this, but, like, even before these movies came out, it was announced that, uh, I think, uh, Universal uh, was like, okay, we're going to make two movies. Mm-hmm. Hobbit movies. It's going to be two movies. And Peter Jackson wasn't even attached at this point. It was Guillermo del Toro. Uh-huh. And I was like, yep. oh, interesting. And then who knows what happened behind the scenes? Maybe you know, Carla. But like uh, Guillermo stepped down and Peter Jackson was like, okay, I feel like I have to do this now. It's my baby. I need to do it. And then it turned into a trilogy of films. And I was like, wait a minute. This book is like 200 pages? And we're going to make three movies out of that? Yeah. Like each Lord of the Rings book is like around 300 pages or more. And they all get one movie. So we're going to take an even shorter book, a book that you can read in a day, and make nine hours of content from that. (laughs) Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think going back to the the Guillermo del Toro thing. Yes. I believe I've read that he was taking too long or something like that. Um and I I don't is it Universal? Is it I thought it was New Line Cinema. It's all the same to me. It's all same Universal people, Line yeah, Cinema Miramax <laughs> plus But uh, Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood if yes. you will. Uh said hey take it too long you know if if you're not gonna step up then we gotta we gotta keep you know pushing here and i guess that's when pj was pj pj um yeah i I could imagine he probably felt a lot of pressure knowing how successful he was with the trilogy films um and Probably thinking, hey, I can't drop the ball on this. Um, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I remember hearing something about he was it was taking too long with Guillermo, because we know how his, his movies are. So, yes, <laughs> like you could only imagine what it had, would have been like if he did direct it. Oh, my um, God. It would have been so <laughs> it would have been awesome, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, Yeah. And I think also it had to do with something about the licensing rights were the next spot like something about the license it all makes sense now yeah there's a lot of you can go read up on it somewhere (laughs) Um, of course that's that's what disney is doing with all these live action remakes it's like mm -hmm. they're not doing it like oh let's do a reimagining no it's about copyright they want to retain uh their rights to all these properties so why not make a live action version of the little mermaid or the lion king beauty and the beast yep and they just aren't very good. But I'm not surprised that the same thing happened with The Hobbits. Like, okay, um, New Line Cinema wants to retain the rights to The Hobbit. And to do that, they need to make 
something out of the Hobbit. Let's make uh, some movies. And it's just interesting because like the same similar thing happened with Brad Bird with uh, The Force Awakens. Mm Because he was supposed to be the original director for uh, Star Wars. And Lucasfilm was like, you're taking too long. Probably Disney. You're taking (laughs) too long. Because like he wanted to saturate himself in this world because he he didn't know anything about star wars he's like i want to fully immerse myself and understand the world of star wars before even make this screenplay which is what a decent you know director would do exactly (laughs) and like disney was like you're taking too long we're gonna hire a jj abrams and jj is like all right (laughs) of course awakened it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and with uh pj like it kind of makes sense that he would step up to the plate i mean i really wish that another director would have did their vision of what this world would look like because i think the product would have been better i mean i don't think we would be having this discussion right now it would be a different discussion if guillermo del toro ended up making those trilogy of movies as opposed to peter jackson because we can't help but compare and contrast between the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits. Or if it wasn't a trilogy. Exactly. If it, it would was have like been very different if it was two movies or one. Exactly. I think I think it would have been so like we're almost oh my god, we're we're more than ten years since uh, the Hobbit. Damn, time is just going That's back. weird. <laughs> yeah. That's really weird. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. It's ten years of uh since the second one? Yeah, second yes. one. Yes, it's it's been ten years since we saw the desolation of Smaug. Uh and like looking back, time is ultimately the ultimate critic in all this. Like, do these stand the test of time? It's been more than twenty years since the Lord of the Rings, and yet they look like something made today. Like they hold up and that's because of the production value of prioritizing practical effects as opposed to CGI. Like I don't mind CGI, but like when you compare the Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit, the Hobbit is like CGI fest. Like I remember I was watching the first movie in theaters and I'm sitting there and it was around the time when I believe the Warhammer movie came out or yeah, Warhammer. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this feels like a video game. This doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah. Everything looks artificial in a bad way. Yeah. Like, all the armor looks like video game armor. <laughs> they have this gloss to them. Even the humans look kind of fake. They like yeah. look, like, all fuzzy, and, like, they don't have pores on their face. <laughs> As opposed to like Lord of the Rings where it's like gritty and it's real and they use models and practical armor and makeup and hundreds of extras. Like they did everything that they could to make this feel real as opposed to the Hobbits, which feels fake. Yeah. It's like a two different experiences going on. Yeah. I wonder if part of it was because they were now like, you know, such in such a rush because it had taken too much time already that it was like, you don't have time to find all these extras, get all these makeup artists, all these practical effects and do that. Because remember what the rings 
movies took, I think, almost like two, three years to film. Wow. Um, Long time. Yeah. Because of the way he did it all at once. Right. Um, With this, I think maybe because they were like, chop, 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 we got to go. Peter Jackson was just like, okay, we've worked with this, you know, film tech before. Yeah. Let's just, you know, utilize it and spread it out more amongst what we, you know, didn't have to use previously. Um, But yeah, it just, it takes away from that, that magic. I don't know. And I mean, I'll get into that once we really start diving into it, but. Right. And I just, I don't know, to me, it's, I was just disappointed and kind of surprised because you would think Peter knowing like how, again, how successful he was with the Rings trilogy. That's like his baby, right? You know, you right. won all of these Academy Awards for it. Um, Wouldn't you want to put the same TLC into the same world that came before that and potentially even make the the rings trilogy an even stronger set of films because there's this whole story that comes beforehand. Right. You know, I don't know. I think it was, I think he got pushed by Hollywood. He got pressured and he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it just because, you know, it's my thing, I guess. Right. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it's, it shows and, you know, I know some people have some different opinions, but, uh, really to me, there's, yeah, I know some people that defend the Hobbit trilogy and it's fine. Like, don't hate it, but to me, there's no, like you, there's no comparison between the two. Like, I just don't know how you could watch both and be like, oh yeah, they're both. They're being great. It's like, no. So, There's a different playing level here. <laughs> so since I, I have to make this parallel, because, you know, you're on your podcast, WSTR, Galactic Public Access. It's a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> so in Star Wars, we have the original trilogy, which was made in the 70s and 80s. So all the practical effects, like mm-hmm. almost no digital effects. Lightsabers, lasers. That's about it. Um, with... The Lord of the Rings, no, even before that, like we have the prequels uh, with Star Wars and it's all digital. Lucas was like, I want to push the envelope. I want to make it all digital. And good for him because like digital filmmaking was brand new because he he made it. Uh, Do you see that same parallel of like the Lord of the Rings, which is all practical effects for the most part? Like there's Mm -hmm. digital here and there, but it's practically all like real stuff. Mm-hmm. And then with the Hobbit, it's a CGI fest. And do you do you see that like animosity that a lot of Star Wars fans have towards the prequels, where it's like, well, this is all blue screens, it's all green screen, it feels fake. Like there's a whole bunch of stormtroopers running around. Yeah, like, is it the same thing with the Lord of the Rings criticism, where it's like, uh, yeah, oh, the I Hobbit think... is like all CGI. What's this? Y- yeah, I think the fandoms are a little bit parallel in that sense. Okay. I don't, I think now the difference with, I think Star Wars fans are coming into this age where they're accepting the prequels, yes. even though it's like, it's not great, but it's one of those things where we're coming to be like, Hey, you know what? Like, I do like these movies, <laughs> you know, is 
crazy as George was with all of his, you know, his tech and his CGI and stuff, um, I think you appreciate it for what it gives you in the original trilogy. And now that we have all this other content that's being filled in, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's changing the viewpoint of a lot of fans. Whereas with Tolkien and The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and and now that we have this Rings of Power show, um, I feel like because it's such a finite source of information, it it's very different. Whereas Star Wars, yes, George had his main story, right? Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. But I don't know. To me, I could see Star Wars just continue to grow and grow and grow. And there's just so much there that could be tapped into and you can write all these new stories. Whereas Tolkien, again, it's such a, it's such a, I don't want to say limited, but everything that he's ever wrote exists, right? And I think people are, people like myself, believe (laughs) it's, it's there. Like, don't, don't mess with it. Don't change anything. It's because it's so wet. It's so good the way it already is. Why would you want to, I don't know, add anything to it? I don't know if that makes, do you know what I mean? I don't I, know if that makes sense. I know exactly sense. what you mean. Because like with yeah. Star Wars, Lucas essentially made a world. Like he made like a genre, a world to which other artists can play in. It's kind of like Lovecraft where he like mm-hmm. he made a genre. And like other artists can jump in and tell their own story. And we have that with Star Wars. We have like all these different worlds and people and characters and all that. It's a great ensemble story. And then with Lord of the Rings, you can make the same argument that Tolkien made a world, Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a huge difference between the Star Wars universe because like it's a living, breathing universe. It just so happens that there's like these these wars and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But with Lord of the Rings, there feels like to me that there's a very specific story to be told uh, with Sauron and the ring. And we have to defeat Sauron by destroying the ring. Like once, once that happens, once Sauron is destroyed or defeated at the end of the trilogy of films, that's it. The story's done. And like, we have a definitive ending to all these different characters. And it's like, Mm -hmm. The story's done. And then before that, you have that great war with, like, the, the king that broke his sword. And... A sealed door. A sealed yeah, door. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Throw, throw it into the fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. It feels like there's a very finite story to be told in these. Like, it's, it's, more, it's more story-driven rather than, I made a world. And, like, I want to pick your brain on this because, like, I feel like you can add stories and it, it could work. I mean, it, it feels more like fantasy, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like with the Hobbit movies, they changed stuff and that's like a cardinal sin. Oh, it's, they did. <laughs> they changed a lot, actually. Like I, I really dug deep and you're more of, you're an expert in this. And it's like, <laughs> they changed almost everything with these mm-hmm. films. And it's like, it's kind of like if I made a star Wars, say like I adapted, I don't know, air to the empire. Uh, and then I, I, I changed everything. Like 
uh Darth Sidious is back in that even though he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like it just uh, Why would Peter Jackson do this? Again, again <laughs> I think it was the pressure. I think it was the Hollywood pressure. He was just a hired gun at because, this point. Because because I've also I've heard people say if you just took the book and you made it into the movies like how they did with Lord of the Rings, it would be so boring. No, it wouldn't. I know. <laughs> but you have to think of the the general audience, right? We have to add in all these battles. We have to Azog, even though he's dead in the book, <laughs> yeah. we bring him yeah. back to life and he's like the main antagonist. Oh, it brings Sauron too. And it's like, we don't need these battles. The whole point of the Hobbit was like the dwarves want their gold back and uh, the Arkenstone. We can get into the plot now. I want you to explain the plot since you're an expert. But like, it's a simple story of like, get the treasure from the dragon, slay the dragon. It's a it's 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 a fairy tale. That's what it mm-hmm. is. And it's like yep. we could have went that route with the story, but instead, oh, we have to make it. Lord of the Rings is this grandiose story. We have to punch it up uh, to even compare. It's like, why even compare it? It's, it's apples and oranges, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But yeah. that's those are just my thoughts, initial thoughts. <laughs> so, Carla, yeah. I want to dive into this. I want to talk about what what they changed, what didn't they change. I want to get all into that. I want to get into the characters. I want to get into the plot. But before we do, Carla, could you summarize the plot of The Hobbit? Sure. So, um, we have a hole in the ground. There's a hobbit named Bilbo Baggins, who we knew previously from the Lord of the Rings films. Um, And he's going about his business and his old friend. Gandalf shows up, we also know from the original film. Um, and basically, he gets set up to host this company of dwarves, uh, not really knowing what the heck's going on. And they tell him, oh, we're going to hire you to come with us on this journey as a burglar, because Gandalf told us, you're a really great thief. And Bilbo's like, what? I Like, no. <laughs> So he ends up leaving with them. They go on this voyage and they're headed to the mountain of Erebor, which is their uh, their throne, their home, where they originally came from. Um, and they're trying to get back because there's a precious stone called the Arkenstone um, that is currently under the hands of a gigantic dragon named Smaug, uh, who is also hoarding the tons of other treasures and gold that is uh, deep within the mountain. And they go along this journey and they come across um, some other characters, like another wizard, Radagast. <laughs> yes. Um, Bayorn. Love Bayorn. Um, yeah. And then they go through Markwood. They meet some of the elves. And then the Lake Town, where they meet people at Lake Town. And eventually they come to face Smaug and there's a whole showdown with him. Um, Him and Bilbo go back and forth. Oh, wait. And you can't forget. This is important. This is the most important part. 
Yes. <laughs> of the story. Yeah. Is while they're in um the in lonely the caverns. Yeah. Well, they're in the caverns where the tro- uh the goblins. You're right. Live. You're right. The goblins. And came. Bilbo gets lost and he comes across this gangly little little guy named Gollum um who at first wants to eat him and Bilbo convinces him otherwise by playing a game of riddles. Yes. And they go back and forth and eventually uh Gollum he loses oh well he lost the ring already. He's looking for it. Bilbo finds it. Right. And uh, I think the last question is what what has he got in his pockets is precious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, Bilbo ends up taking off because Gollum they think he knows he has it. Um he runs off, he escapes. And that's kind of like the cliffhanger until we get to the rings trilogy. So like that picks up in fellowship. Yes. The ring is slightly you know, utilized in the rest of the movies, but it's not the main focus right? at that time. Um, so, yeah. So, they go through that, and then um, after their encounter with Smaug at Lake Town and Erebor, um, he's eventually, you know, he's taken down, and then there's a battle between all these different factions Five of races. Armies. Um, and yeah, they all, they all throw down and it's a big, big thing and not everybody makes it. We'll get into that. Um, and eventually, you know, once the dust settles, Bilbo goes back to the Shire and Hobbiton, but he's still got this, he's got this hunger for adventure still. Yes. And uh, we see a little bit of the the ring starting to take a hold, like you know, it's pretty quick. And uh, and in the film too, they kind of hint at the return of Sauron, but he's not Sauron. Yes, he's the necromancer. That's right. That's a whole thing. Uh, yeah. Um. So it's pretty much Bilbo's little little story. Um before we get to the fellowship you know yes. and it's even mentioned in the fellowship too when he's on the cart with frodo frodo's like you've officially been labeled a disturber of the peace if you're talking about the incident with the dragon i had nothing to do with it i oh. simply nudged your uncle out the door and i'm like yes <laughs> i know what that is yes i got the reference yes. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome yeah, I mean, this, these series of movies, it's, it's Bilbo's tale, and then mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, it's Frodo, and I really genuinely wished they would just kept it as Bilbo's story, because, like, with these, you know, we have, like, all these different um, dwarves, and that's fine, they're in The Hobbit, but, like, we have Lord of the Rings characters popping in to this, because... You can't have a Lord of the Rings movie without Lord of the Rings characters like Legolas, Gladriel, uh, uh, Elrond. And it's like none of these people were in the Hobbit book. And it's like, oh, like, because I remember watching those movies in theaters with 
my friends who are big Lord of the Rings fans, and they were like, um, yeah, it's different. I was like, what do you mean? Like, none of these people are in the book. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't remember? But I've, I've read this book once. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know if... So, I haven't really seen the Hobbit movies since the theaters. However, I did recently watch The Hobbit. This was before the pandemic. Uh, it was a fan edit. I don't know if you've heard of this. This guy took all three films and condensed it into one mm-hmm. four-hour cut. Mm-hmm. And it works. And it's so much better. So yeah. much better. <laughs> took nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> cut it down to four hours. And it... Because, like, my main gripe with, like, you're talking about, like, this huge battle in the third film. That's the whole movie. Like, I was watching in theaters. I'm like, this feels like a third act. Mm-hmm. The whole movie feels mm-hmm. like a third act to a story instead of, like, being its own movie. Because, like, with Star Wars, even though it's serving this bigger story, each film is its own thing. There's a start, middle, and end. And with the Hobbit movies, it feels like it is one movie, all three films, and each one is like act one, act two, act three. And I don't know if that's the way to go because like it feels disjointed. Like you're, you're, because like it's a a year apart. Yeah. It's like, okay, a year later, and I'm getting the ending to the movie. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. This should be like its own thing, and it's not disappointing. I wonder if they made that two film, three film decision before or after stuff was already in production. I think it was pre production because it was okay. Because at the time there was a trend, part one, part two, because we have, uh, we call it. Uh, Harry Potter, The Deathly Hallows, Part 1 and 2. Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 1 and 2. Right. So, and then we have the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Star Wars trilogy. So it makes sense to be like, okay, let's make this into a trilogy. Let's Mm -hmm. do Let's do multiple films. Let's milk this cow. (laughs) And... Yeah, like I said before, it the the whole product suffers because of that. And it's just sad. Because like it could have worked as a single film. Cause like, did you watch that uh Hobbit movie they made in the nineteen seventies? I have not actually. You haven't? <laughs> no. I don't know where to where do you even find find it? <laughs> um, well, it's kinda hard to find now. Yeah. I'm gonna play you the theme. Uh, to it. Oh wait, I think I've heard I've heard the song, "The Greatest Adventure." Is this is this the one that Leonard Nimoy sings? It is not Leonard Nimoy. Oh, because he sings like the Bilbo Baggins song or something. Oh, that's different. Oh, okay. This is the (laughs) today. This is the theme to the Hobbit movie. Are yet to be said. You never heard this song. <laughs> you look mortified. Wow. 1977. 
I mean, there's bigger movies going on. The greatest adventure is there. We can stop this. <laughs> yeah, I watched this. Yeah, I watched this movie. It's an animated movie. It's one movie. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no Battle of Five Armies in it. There's no Azog. There's no like. There's no Legolas doing gravity-defined stunts. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no the going down the river and all the barrels and the barrels flying oh all gosh. over the place. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, like oh my God. <laughs> Uh, because I really genuinely, I enjoyed the first film of this trilogy. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I was like, wow, this is, I also really liked the, the fellowship of the ring too. Mm-hmm. I like setups and I was like, wow, this is set up really nicely for these trilogy of films. And then we get to the desolation of smog and it starts off with like hijinks. It's a kid's movie. I get it. But it's like, it's so weird. And like they're battling orcs while also like doing flips on, on like a lazy river in barrels. And I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Did I like black out? Is this happening for me? I real? think I remember in the theaters, people actually laughing at that part. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like people actually laughing. <laughs> like, especially when is it, is it Beefer or, or Beaufort? The big guy. And he's like, Remember he oh, like yeah. sticks his hands out and he does like the stupid like spinny motion. Yes. I remember yeah, that. I... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, in the the Bilbo cuts, that is cut out. <laughs> believe it or not. Um, but anyways, like I was just so blown away by like all of the hijinks. And, like, the icing on the cake with that second film is, like, we get to Smog, finally. Smog is awesome. Voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, Amazing. He might be the saving the saving grace of that film. Just because it's him and just anything he does is spectacular. They, they didn't even edit his voice. That's his actual voice. That's yeah. the, that is the raw seen, audio. Have you seen the... Bit like behind the scenes of the mocap. Oh, absolutely! Of him, and he's like literally yes. like crawling on all fours. I'm like, oh, man, I love this man so much. <laughs> so I have good. so much high regard to Benedict Cumberbatch. He is yeah. just an amazing guy. From Sherlock Holmes to Doctor Strange, he is just he just oozes cool. And the fact that it was him and uh, Martin Freeman together again. Yes, oh I'm like, God. this is great. Yes. <laughs> 2012 Tumblr was a flame. <laughs> Oh my god! And oh my god! And uh, Sylvester McCoy plays uh, Radagast, the brown yep. wizard who yep. plays Doctor Who. So we almost have a like a Super Who lock thing going on. Yep. No one from Supernatural is in it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Tumblr would have had a shit fit. <laughs> Those are the days. Um, but yeah, like icing on the cake with that was like we get the smog and it's awesome, and we finally have the Hobbit moment where he's like. In the in the in the gold mine, he's hoarding the gold, and it ends on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, wait, really? Yeah. He like leaves the the lonely mountain, and he's about to uh, wreak havoc to Lake Town, and it's like it's that's it, and the movie, and it's like, no. Cue Ed Sheeran song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. 
That's it. I do like the song, but it's a good song. It's a good song. The Misty um, Mountains was good too. I like that yeah. one better in the first film. Um, but oh my god, and that was such a big cliffhanger. I was like, I have to wait a whole year, and then we get to the third film, and he's defeated in the first five minutes. Yep. And I'm like, oh, is this like a joke? It's like, is it, was this the punchline to this joke? Like, man, we have like a four hour setup. So, uh, and he's killed instantly. And it's yeah. like, um, is the movie done now? And I don't, I want to say in the book, something was different about, because when, uh, what's his name? Bard. Bard. Yeah. The Black something arrows. about the, 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 the arrow that shoots him. Oh, wait, are you telling me that they changed something? (laughs) (laughs) There's something different about it. Uh, Well, while you think of that, let me list all the stuff that they changed that wasn't in The Hobbit. So I mentioned Azog, which is this. uh, What what was it called? A troll? Not troll, but like um, orc. Orc. Yeah. Yeah. Orc general that killed yeah. Thorin's father, who was the dwarf king. So it's like, oh, some bad blood there. But in the book, that was just like backstory to Thorin. Not like he's a actual antagonist because Azog died before mm-hmm. the events of The Hobbit. And then Radagast, uh, who is the cousin, apparently, of uh, Gandalf, the brown wizard, is just merely mentioned. Yep. And then uh, New Line Cinema was like, let's head, let's bring him in as a main character. Let's do a whole side adventure yeah. with him. Make him like Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with bird shit on his, on his hair. Mm-hmm. And then like that whole river battle scene that I mentioned, that's not in the book at all. So it's like they're interjecting all of these action sequences when there wasn't. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, you're like, you're not only inflating this with all of these action sequences, you're also bloating it because Gandalf, who just disappears from time to time, always, <laughs> even in the Lord of the Rings, uh, New Line was like, let's flesh that out. Let's bring in this side quest of like him uh, investigating what that, what ends up being the Necromancer, a.k.a. Sauron with Gladriel yeah. and Saruman and Radagast. And it's like, oh my God, dude. Like, so in the books, he already knew about like this necromancer character. Um, okay. So like they kind of used it as, like you said, a plot point to be like, oh, we got to, Bilbo's off doing his thing with the dwarves. Like now Gandalf has to go do this. And of course, we're going to bring in characters that you've seen, you know, previously because. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have to um, set up the Lord of the Rings. Well, you know what? I feel like I would have been fine. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If it was just that portion of the movie. Because the whole Legolas thing, and let me, don't get me wrong, like, I was crushing on Orlando Bloom back in the day, okay? <laughs> but, like, Pirates. Legolas was, well, he came, came first with, with Lord of the Rings, and I was like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> so I loved him, you know, as Legolas in the trilogy, but just with this, no, like, just no. He also didn't and, do much. He was just there. And the one, the one thing that grinds my gears about the well, I guess not the first one, but the second one and the third one. There we go. Is Toriel. Like I I can't. Like it just Why? irritates me to no end. Tell me more. Because Where did she hurt you? She doesn't exist in the book. <laughs> and I get it. We're, you know, we're in this time of we want strong female characters we need someone that's relatable to everybody but <laughs> there's too many dudes in this movie i just i need some chicks again this is where like my like my neck beard like tendencies oh, come no. through. again because the fedora is coming know, out <laughs> like because tolkien it's it goes back to my my point of it's it's this I don't know. It's just so well written. Like, why? I don't know. Why would you? Why would you change it? Like, why would you? And to me, she's only there. Okay, you want to talk about? Well, we want you know a strong female character. She's been there for a romance with her and the dwarf, and it's like Keely, right? That 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 is so contradictory to what you're trying to accomplish. You know, we have to add in a love story. We need to like. I know. Like, but like it just it irritates me it irritates me now you, you know? understand and then she's like oh you know no, this is love that i do not want it oh it's just like right forbidden love because she is an elf and he is a dwarf and and because like the way that this whole movie is set up which is not even in the books is that thorin has this vendetta against the elves because like he believes the elves like stole his treasure and his mm-hmm. legacy and all this stuff so it's like he has like this genuine hatred he is very racist towards the the elves yeah. and so we kind of have this Rome, romeo and juliet thing going on because it's like oh we have these these two races that historically hate each other but forbidden they love. forbidden love they love each other 
Gotta, yeah. gotta check all these boxes. Okay, we have action, we got romance, we have adventure, we have mysticism, and it's like we don't need everything. Yeah. So you see the studio meddling right in front yeah. of your eyes. Yeah, it just it irritates me. So like it, it is the one thing about the films that they added that I can't I can't stand. I will never defend it ever. <laughs> like it's just bad. It's bad. Would have been redeemed, would have been justified if we had that sex scene between Keely and, and the elf. No, like it's to me again. It's who would have been the top? Who, who would have been you? the like bottom? You, there's a there's actually there's a funny meme. It's like her talking, and then it it like the bottom half of the meme is Tolkien like smoking his pipe, and it's like, LOL, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Or I didn't even punch you in the book or something like that. LOL, who's this? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. Oh, and my God. It has nothing to do. So this, you know, because I feel like people assume, oh, like you're shitting on the character. Because it's a you know, woman. It has nothing to do with women. Evangeline Lilly because she's great. Like, you know, seen she's her great. in a bunch of other stuff and she's great. But. Yeah, I just I don't know. Grinds your gears. It's just very and that and then that guy in Lake Town, uh, Which, the Worm Tongue Two Point that they tried to create, yeah. Alfred. Yep. Yeah. With, that uh, that too. <laughs> servant yes. to the master. Not Doctor Who's master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that? Why am I blo- Stephen Fry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we. Yep. So Stephen Fry is playing that master of Lake Town, and it's like wasted potential because, like, I would rather see him in a different role than, hey, let's essentially make up some characters. Like, I don't mind adding to this story if it serves overall plot. I feel like there's a whole, like, we have, like, main storyline. Bilbo going to the mountain to uh, confront the dragon, get the treasure. And it's like, well, we can't just have a movie of that. We need all these side adventures. We need all these side quests. And it's like, they don't serve the plot. Yeah. We have like an ensemble cast that they're all doing their own things. It's like a whole bunch of circles and they don't like intersect. Because like with the Lord of the Rings, we have all these different storylines, but they all go to the same spot. Like it was a team, team fractured. And now they're all trying to go to Mordor and stop the the dark Lord. But this, it's like, they're all doing their own thing. We have Gandalf uh, fighting a necromancer has nothing to do with the lonely mountain. We have Bilbo that's going to go get the treasure at the lonely mountain. We have Lake town, has its own fucking thing going on. <laughs> and then we have like the elves and it's like, what? Even parts of that with like Thorandrill and all that, like unnecessary. Super unnecessary. Unnecessary. It's just, oh, yes. That's, that's also another part that like, just like, it grinds I, your gears. It, it, it sets me off at the end when Legolas is talking to his father and he says, Oh, uh, 
you know, there's like this ranger in the north. Uh, he goes by the name of Strider. Uh-huh. You should probably seek him out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, first of all, Aaron would have been like, I don't know, 10 years old at the time. Like, the timeline is not Wait, wait, correct. wait, wait. Isn't, like, Aragorn, like, 80 in The Lord yeah. of the Rings? Yeah, he's, like, 80, 83. So he would have been, like, 30. Is Oh, that's right, yeah, because it's, like, 50-ish. Actually, actually he would have been in his 20s. Well, still, like, a young guy that, <laughs> at that time, he wouldn't, like... Why would you, why would you know about him? Like, there's no reason for him to say that because they all meet at the Council of Elrond in Fellowship for the first time. Like, that's the first time they all meet, so it doesn't make sense. Like, they just needed to throw that in, just to throw it in. So it it pisses me off so much. So like PJ, Peter Jackson. He's such, he's a huge this is why he even wanted to do Lord of the Rings. Like he's such a huge fan of the of the books. Mm-hmm. So did a little bit of him die inside <laughs> when he had to film that scene? I mean, probably I can't imagine he agreed with you know, all of the decisions that were made because I bet he tried his best oh, yeah. to keep it as close and then they were like, "Well, no, you have to do this because we need it to look like this." And but but here's some money. Uh, okay, <laughs> shut up and take my money. Oh, poor PJ. I yeah, like other than the disjointed pacing of these films, I just when you add in nonsensical lines of dialogue that don't serve anything, because like if you look at these movies as its own thing. The Hobbits. What on earth are they talking about? Yeah. We have this... Let me mention this character that's not in the rest of the movies. <laughs> and it's like, you better go investigate him. It, it's, it's like, like, what? Why? Yeah. They're, they're, make, they're almost taking like the Marvel approach to this, where it's like, this would have made sense if, one, these movies came out first. Like, Peter Jackson's like, I'm going to make... The Lord of the Rings, but before we get there, I'm going to do that in 2020. First, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do um, the Hobbit movies. I think you, Carla, would have been like, oh, my God. And then imagine people would have been doing backflips in the theater. They're like, oh, my God. I know who that is. <laughs> it's going to be the king, the return of the king. Yeah. Like, But instead, what we have is, like I said, we had three-course meal. It was delicious. It was made by a chef. And then it's like, okay, and now here's some chips and salsa. It's like, yes. I'm, I'm not going to eat hey, anything. I mean, let's not insult chips and salsa, okay? Yeah, but... You, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Can you tell the difference between my feelings with this, these three and the other? I feel like it's night and day. A little, bit. A little and, bit. And, I mean... This does not, this does not crap on all of the the production and, you know, cinematography and stuff, because I think those are definitely some redeeming qualities of these films. Um, I know they did, they did still shoot on location, 
Yes, you can tell that in some of the scenes, if you look beyond the CGI, mm-hmm. it's real. It's it's New Zealand. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. But like, like, I remember when we were going through the Lord of the Rings, like you would get misty eyed at points. Like it's it's a very special story for you. And it, it resonates with a lot of different people. I mean, it's 90 years ago that the Hobbit was, was written and then mm-hmm. the subsequent sequels with the Lord of the Rings. Like they are standing the test of time. They are, they're very special books. It's a very special story. Amazon invested over a billion dollars in this IP with the rings of power. I haven't seen the rings of power. looks pretty shitty. My friend, who is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, is like, it's amazing. You just have to watch it. And I'm like, I heard it sucked. No, it doesn't suck. I'm like, okay, but I will. Bro, if you're listening, I'm not making fun of you. I love you. I will watch the Rings of Power simply for Gladriel. She looks fucking amazing. She looks like Joan of Arc. That would be the only reason I would watch it. But I've seen some other clips and it looks pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, we won't go into that right now. I know that'd be a whole nother podcast. Here's a, here's a, we're not going to get off the fence yet, but like is rings of power worse than the Hobbit trilogy? Like that's a very loaded question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which, which is better. Here's a, um, which is better rings of power. Better. Or... This is very hard for me to search in your heart. You know, it be true because <sighs> you must choose. But choose because wisely. I feel like so okay, like the Hobbit trilogy, if it, it as crappy as it is, I feel like you still have elements of Peter Jackson's vision, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could see those moments in it where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's got a little bit of the vibes of the previous trilogy, but still not great. Whereas Rings of Power, there's a totally different feel to it. It's a totally different era. Um, and a lot of it is made up. A lot of it is, it's fan fiction, basically. <laughs> yeah. I know. Whereas The Hobbit, like at least they took the book and there's like the main gist. Yeah, they added stuff and whatnot, but the the show is yeah, there's a lot that is just made up. So wow. Cause I know one thing, um the Balrog is in Rings of Power and yet the Balrog didn't exist back then. Uh, or like the Balrog was sleeping or Yeah, they existed. Um, but it yeah, like they were kind of just already dormant at the time oh, and yeah. um yeah, it's just uh it's a whole it's, if you read the Cimmerillion, I don't know. It they it makes my head spin. Yeah. Because like Galadriel, she's mentioned in I don't know two sentences in that whole book, but they're making a whole thing of her. So, 
and we'll link this back to the Hobbit, but like, once again, if they told an interesting story, like they fleshed out a character, like Gladriel's backstory, because I assume in the Selmarillion, we don't really know about her when she was young. Would it be cool if they told an interesting original story that's honoring to who she would become? Or are you a purist? You're a purist. I yeah, I don't know. It's very hard for me to detach fan, fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't the Mandalorian fan fiction? Right, but the Mandalorian is something that's like totally new, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no back source to him, right? He was this new character that they created. Yep. And from that, like Filoni fit it in with the lore of the other characters. So it would have been so it would have been better if Amazon took the wicked approach and like maybe that's not a good comparison. But like creating like a new character, like maybe like Gladriel's sister and like that's her story and like I don't know maybe I don't, create new characters instead of like using I would have rather seen them do because the Cimmerillion is basically it's like the bible of Tolkien's world like you go back to the creation of the of everything oh wow it goes way way back and then it tells you okay this is what happened during this time. And then, you know, and then it it will touch upon specific characters and their stories. But it doesn't go into crazy detail because guess what? You look up those characters and Tolkien wrote a whole freaking book for them. <laughs> <laughs> like there's mentions of these different events and things that happen that fall into the major timeline of his world. But then he's like, hey, I'm actually going to go and you know, it's like the little appendices. Like, see this book, and you can read the whole story. Oh, okay. Kind of a thing. It's hyperlinked yeah. out. So there's so like again, there's so there's so much. That book took me almost two years to to read. It's not an easy read. I remember. Um, I was falling. I would fall asleep. Like, yeah. and I love his stuff. I would fall asleep. Um, what were the the man, the men of Nephilim or Numenor? What? Numenor, <laughs> right. So, like, but that that relates to eventually when you get to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, because Aragorn is he's Numenor. He comes down through the lineage of the Numenor and the Dúnedain and the men that live longer than you know, right? Average man, um, right? So, and I think that's like where the show is trying to direct. Um, because the King Isildur that we see in, you know, the battle in the beginning of Fellowship. Yes. He's in the show. Really? Yes. That don't make sense. It's just, yeah, I, like, I can't figure out. You gotta turn your brain off. And I, I don't know. I would say, like, watch it. It's definitely worth the watch. I know. I was watching because... House of the Dragon, and that was great. 
it's definitely worth the watch. I mean, and it looks it looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Like the the way they've created Middle Earth and everything, it it looks fantastic. Um, Carla, but, I I gotta ask, <laughs> how? I don't know. Well, actually, I have felt this way about some franchises, but like this is very in my eyes. Like I like Lord of the Rings, but I'm not a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. You're you're like this is your this is your jam. Yeah. How does it feel to have not only one but apparently two ventures that are apparent cash grabs on Tolkien's legacy? We have The Hobbit, which is an overbloated mess. And then we have Rings of Power, which is, hey, remember a seal door? Remember <laughs> Gladriel? Remember the Balrog? Remember oh, my God. Yeah, he's in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense or elves they live for thousands of years. But it's hey. definitely a, a fan wink. Fan wink. There's a lot. Yeah, like. The whole elves and dwarves trope is just like beaten to death. <laughs> like it's, yeah. You have. I don't my know. Bowl. It. I am a very different fan when it comes to Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, whatever, and things like Star Wars, Marvel. Um, I don't know. There's something about his writings and his work. It's just very sacred. I don't know. That's a word that I, it's very sacred. I think that's because you don't get storytelling and world building that way anymore. No, you don't. It's very hard to capture the sense of magic and imagination that he did. And Peter Jackson, the genius that he is, he got it. Like he, and then, these have some flaws like that's not to say that there weren't things in the books that changed from the films um and vice versa but i don't know it just i don't know he nailed it to me he nailed it because the hobbit is one one book the trilogy is three there's so much right so you have to condense all of that information into this you know three-part four-hour each film so i think for what he had to work with because people said it's impossible you can't do this how could you possibly do this and he was like well i'm gonna do it (laughs) like and he did and obviously it was successful enough to be recognized to win awards like you said it stands the test of time 20 Mm -hmm. years later exactly whereas yeah the hobbit it just even though it was him, it it didn't, I don't know, fell short. It was rushed. It it got caught up in the whole, like, Hollywood, again, checking the boxes. We need all these things. Um, it was the beginning of the end. It was a, it was a sign of what was to come yeah. with Amazon. Yeah. Like, going back to what you said about these, the story being so sacred, I feel that you have that sentiment because historically before that fantasy wasn't all that popular. Mm-hmm. 
he like rejuvenated the genre and he kind of made a ton of the tropes that we see now with like Game of Thrones or any of these other fantasy uh, adventures. They all take credit from Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. So if Lord of the Rings never happened or The Hobbit, like we wouldn't get a bunch of the stories we have nowadays. So like a lot of credit is for that entire genre is given to uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's a huge reason. And also, I mean, the man created languages for his world. Like, who does that? (laughs) Maybe Gene Roddenberry. (laughs) Klingon. Um, Tolkien came first, though. (laughs) Yeah. But like that's that's impressive that he knew linguistics so well to create his own language. And also he made his own music, which is in The Hobbit. Like if you read The Hobbit, you, you see like the songs that he yep. wrote and they're in the movie. They're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that's really impressive. That's that's a, that's a. You don't get a lot of those authors nowadays. Like that's definitely lightning in the bottle. Like that doesn't happen a whole lot. And. Yeah, I mean, he's a great author. And PJ simply brought it to life. And he had a genuine passion for for that story. And it's unfortunate that the powers that be wanted to cash in on, you know, this franchise that won like 15 Oscars and this huge cultural milestone. And yeah, it's just sad. It's really sad. Yeah, it's it's a big to me. It's one of the best examples of it, it's just leave it the way it is. Don't touch it. Like, why do you need to go back to it? It's yeah. But what if we set it in space, Carla? <laughs> what if we like made this huge different? Di- well, I mean, would would have been forgivable if it was just completely different. <laughs> I mean, set in New York City. He's trying to get to his mom's house. <laughs> but I was afraid. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I don't own the Hobbit films. I own the Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray, extended edition. But not the it's Hobbit. It's the only way to watch it. Uh- <laughs> I don't care about the Hobbit. Like they I have my Bilbo cut four hours. And it's not perfect. It's not a book cuts. It's definitely condensing that story and getting rid of all the extra bullshit and make it into like a nice comprehensive movie. But like, Carla, I'm so sorry. I I just feel bad for you. Like them and enjoy them. That's fine. You know, it is what it is. Uh yes, I just it's it's like look it's like comparing the coal before it becomes the diamond kind of thing. Like that's a good comparison. The trilogy is the gem and the and the hobbit is the coal. <laughs> well, let's get off the fence, Carla, with that sentiment <laughs> because my main question for you after talking about this for over an hour 
I might know this answer, but should have been Peter Jackson to direct these movies. Or should have been somebody else. I mean, that's a hard call. Because would sounds like he had inserted himself in some way, regardless. Um yeah. like, like yes, Guillermo del Toro was signed to direct originally, but I believe Peter and Fran Walsh, who also worked on the original trilogy, um, were still part of like screenplay and production. So he had his hand in the pie no matter what. Um okay. I don't know, maybe maybe it would have been better if somebody else had had it. But then it's also you think again, it's his thing, it's his baby. Right. So you kind of can't picture it if it wasn't him. Just have to let go. Yeah. Uh, you keep holding on. <laughs> let go. I I would have loved to see Guillermo del Toro's vision for The Hobbit. Whatever that would have looked like. I think it would have worked. And I think it would have been... I think it would have been more focused on Bilbo. Mm. Like, imagine all the horror elements that Gamble del Toro is known for interjected with The Hobbit. Because, like, there are some sequences. I mean, Peter Jackson is a horror guy, too. But, like, imagine, like, the spider scene or the dragon or Gollum. It would have been, ooh, slimy, dark. (laughs) It would have been amazing. But... I think another voice, another creative voice would have breathed new life into this. Because I honestly, I think Peter Jackson was just burnt out at this point. I was going to say, maybe he was just like, I worked so damn hard on those three movies. I did what I wanted to do. And again, he was kind of being forced. Right. Pushed into a corner, essentially. Yeah. With something that he really wasn't as passionate or enthused about. Right. That's what it seems like. And it shows. Yeah. And it shows. Because, like, The Lord of the Rings is definitely his magnum opus, his life's work. He's like, I did mm-hmm. it. I did what I always wanted to do. And then New Line was like, all right, do it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> I don't want to. Here's money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just phoned it in. Oh, Peter. But, I mean, for phoning it in, he did a good job. Could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. Could have had Jar Jar Binks coming in. Oh, God. <laughs> Misa Jar Jar Binks, he wants to go to the Lonely Mountain? You know what? Way. I know it has nothing to do with the books at all, but all you had to do was bring in Tom Bombadil, man. And <laughs> <laughs> thing, I would have been like, you know what? Brought Tommy B in, we're good. <laughs> Justice for Tom Bombadil. You know, I it was a mistake to remove him from the original trilogy, but here's a trilogy featuring him. <laughs> oh, Bilbo's there too, but whatever. Yeah. This is the Tom Bombadil story. What if it was The Hobbit told in Tom Bombadil's perspective? <laughs> Just singing the whole time. <laughs> that would have been amazing. All right, Carla. Would The Hobbit been more powerful as a single film or a two-parter? I think so. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think you would have had the story told much differently. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
again, that last movie, it's like you said, just a third, third act. act. <laughs> it's just a third act. Yeah. Um, just the Avengers end game fight scene for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. You could, I, you could add a little bit, maybe make a little bit of a longer movie, but there's more meat and, um, were essence to it right like i would have opted for a single movie and then have an intermission for the theater experience mm. so have it be like four hours and then at the two hour mark do like a 15 minute intermission bring back intermissions is that so hard i mean we have intermissions for theater why not bring it back to the movies yeah that would it, then it would have been an event yeah it's like this is the hobbit oh my god then people would be talking about it for years to come. Like, oh, I saw the Hobbit in theaters. Oh my God, it was this whole thing. It would have been amazing. But like, instead we have three generic <laughs> movies as a trilogy. Generic. If like, honestly, I was in the theater and I was like, it feels like I'm watching a Warhammer movie, which is generic yeah. Lord of the Rings. And also too, the Hobbit has extended versions, but they don't, they don't, add anything more whereas the the rings trilogy there is so much right. and there's still footage i think that he never like no one's ever seen it's never been released wow um he's got yeah he's got footage of a lot of stuff so again it just show it just goes to show the the difference this isn't in the off the fence, but like if Peter Jackson say in a few years, it's like, I'm going to recut all the raw footage I have into like a eight part miniseries where I utilize everything. Would you be down? Oh, yes. absolutely. <laughs> no hesitation. Absolutely. Yes. He had, cause he has, um, apparently he filmed all the stuff with Arwen and aragorn that he never used wow. like there's just so much out there that's only been talked about and never actually seen oh my god imagine imagine if you're you had access to that mm. that would be incredible so i think i know the answer to this will the hobbit be as revered as the lord of the rings i roll <laughs> no <laughs> one one you know, 17 Academy Awards, and they all did it, so. <laughs> it was nominated. It, yes, but. <laughs> I think they, they just sweep. had to. They didn't sweep. No, not at all. I don't know if Peter Jackson was even expecting that. Uh, for the Rings trilogy? No, for the Hobbit. Oh, the Hobbit. Probably not. He was just <laughs> sitting there embarrassed. <laughs> I think a lot of their... I. I I want to say they won some categories, but it was for like cinematography. I don't know if Harold Shore won again for the the score. Was it memorable? So it pains me to say this, but no. Yeah. Like I I will put that soundtrack on. In my car, I listen to it, you know, and I'm listening to like the ride of the Rohirrim, and I'm like, this is so great. And I'm never like, I want to listen to like, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, 
the lake town the like it's just it's yeah it's town. totally this totally is my different. jam this is fire it's totally oh. different hobbit soundtrack all i see are flames <laughs> <laughs> flames because it belongs in a fire um <laughs> yeah no i don't I, I agree with you like it's there's a reason why i haven't rewatched them like lord of the rings like it 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 is special they don't feel like movies. They feel like film. Like mm-hmm. this is like, this is, this belongs in the library of Congress. This should be preserved. This is a cultural milestone. And also technically for filmmaking, this like pushed the envelope. This is like incredible. A lot of the effects, I have no idea how they did it to this day. I don't know. Yeah. It's amazing. Would you recommend the Hobbit to a friend, Carla? Um, As we close this out. I mean, I would still say watch them. If you if you like to if you like Lord of the Rings, like go into it not you know don't go into it seriously. Um, you know there's it's still a fun set of movies. You know, like yeah. I approach them the way I approach Marvel movies. I go in, I watch, and I'm like, okay, fine, great, then I leave. Like <laughs> that's it. You know, I'm not sitting there. Um, analyzing everything or they just don't invoke like deep emotions like you were saying you know when we were talking about the other three films there are just these moments where i've watched time and time and again for the last 20 years and i still get teary-eyed you know Mm. i still get choked up whereas like the hobbit it's like maybe there's a time or two maybe maybe like at the beginning right when they're first in the shire because you're back at the shire because you're thinking about other and, movies <laughs> yeah like i'm like hey, we're back at the shire and then i think about fellowship and like, this is movie. <laughs> oh my god um and like and the one real quick another additive that was not in the book is the frodo cameo so elijah wood came back to do that and Elijah Wood is a vampire because he looks exactly <laughs> I, the same. I have met that man in person. Yeah. I don't know what he's smoking, what he's taking, but he is, he's immortal. He looks just as young as he did 20 years ago. And it's crazy. Him, and he's a re- really nice guy, by the way. Paul Rudd. Like, very nice. Yeah, basically. They, they don't age. Yep. Tom Cruise even looks good, even though he looks pretty old now. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my god, like, they just couldn't help themselves, and they had to put Elijah Wood in there. He didn't even say anything, did he? He just, he just, I think he just does. eating an apple. I think he does, because it's him and Bilbo talking in Bag End. Okay. So I think it's just a quick back and forth. Um, I don't Bilbo. remember if it falls... Because it's when Bilbo is older, obviously. So Ian Holm, I guess he came back. Yeah, good for him. Um, to do a little bit of filming for that. So I don't remember if it falls like before Fellowship or like at some point. It falls like, right before Fellowship his, begins. It's on his birthday. The 111th birthday. But the but the scene in the Hobbit, like how far away from Fellowship is that? I think it's like right before. Like it's the I day think, before. <laughs> I think I think it's right before Gandalf comes. Yeah. Because it's around his birthday. Yeah. So, I mean, 
yeah the little like a little little things like that like oh, for a hobbit. i get it <laughs> yeah i wouldn't recommend the hobbits <laughs> but i would recommend the cartoon the adventure is there i need to find this now and i need to watch it i'm sure and probably be scarred for life <laughs> it is an hour and 20 minutes as all good animations are <laughs> in and out done that's it that's how i like my movies in and out yeah um no i i i wouldn't re- honestly I, I would recommend the cartoon but like if you have nothing else better to do with your time <laughs> no i wouldn't recommend the, the lord of the ring not oh my god I, <laughs> excuse me i wouldn't recommend the hot you take that back right now <laughs> <laughs> But there's an awesome fan edit called the Bilbo Cut. It's four hours long. There's a three-hour long version and a two-hour long version. Seek that out. Can you get it on, like, YouTube or something? I can send you the link. Ooh, yeah. Because I haven't... I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it, so... I'll throw it on my drive and I'll send you a link. (laughs) I think you would appreciate that. Yeah. So, Carla, thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. I'm glad to Thanks talk. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm glad to talk more Tolkien with you. Maybe, maybe in the future we can shit on uh, the Rings <laughs> of Power. Talk about Gladriel looking good in her armor, Black Hobbits. It'd be a great time. Yeah. Haven't rewatched it. So that's, a, that's to me, that's one of the key signs is I've watched Lord of the Rings over and over again, again, the last 20 years of my life. Hobbit maybe have rewatched the three films three times maybe do you own them i do own them just because you have to i i have to yes. yeah um and yeah, the yeah, I, have Lego the ex- I have the extended one i have the extended versions um it looks like the blu-ray box with like the gold and stuff nice um because it does have all the behind the scenes and the filming and the interviews which i do like to watch every now and then. Did PJ just um, look dead inside the whole time? <laughs> it's just lifeless. This is The um, Hobbits. Isn't yeah. it great? Look, it's the set, it's all blue. <laughs> just the way I envisioned it. <laughs> but, yeah, haven't really rewatched and Rings of Power I watched through once since it, like, released each week and maybe I'll go through it Maybe, Maybe I'll do a second watch through and maybe... My opinion might change. Like, is Calabrimbor in uh, the Rings of Power? He is. So he, okay, Sauron's in it too. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is Sauron in it? Just, just say it. Just say it. Yes, but I would, I would say watch it. So Sauron's in it. He's using the dark power, and Calabrimbor's using white power. <laughs> You're laughing because you know him, right? <laughs> there was a video game about, I forget what, it was like around that same time of Rings of Power. And my friend's like describing, he's like, this guy called Celebrimbor, there's this other ring and you use white power. I was like, what was that? <laughs> Excuse me? Well, I mean, it's it, it's light power, but it's the white power. I was like, <laughs> I was like, who made this game? <laughs> oh my God, Carla, we're off the rails. We um, are. This but I would say watch the show. Like the show is the show. worth the watch. More than um, the Hobbit. You may have a different. You might have a different take because did you read the Cimmerillion? No. Okay. Because that's where I, I found the difference in opinions with people like me who read it. People who have not read it. Fake because it, no, <laughs> but just it 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 sets. Maybe it sets an expectation and maybe that's yeah. not a good thing. Yeah. Um, Cause I want, that's the thing. I want to like it. it. I'm not going in like, yeah, I can't wait to just hate this thing. Like I want it to be good. I want it. To, I want to like it. Um, but. Yeah. I don't blame you. And it's very hard to let go of that source material once you've read it. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel because I'm a big Song of Ice and Fire fan. And I read all the books mm-hmm. in preparation for the final seasons. And boy, was that a shit show. And I was yeah. like, disappointing. I was yeah. like, why? Yeah, that same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. So it's, I don't blame you, but I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch. I mean, I'd rather watch that than The Wheel of Time. Oh. No, I no desire. Don't really know anything about the story, but I've heard people were saying what happened with that is happening with Rings of Power. Yeah, because like that's like a fifteen book series. It's it's really great, and yeah. like the show sucks. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> just unfortunate. So uh, all these cash grabs, Carla. But this was a great discussion. Thank you so much. And where can yeah. people find? you on the uh, internet so i uh, my yeah. personal instagram is carla marie g-i-a-c carla marie jack um so feel free to follow me you know i welcome anybody to see all my nerdiness on there uh and my cats uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then i am a co-host of wstr media galactic public access we are a star wars podcast um but every so often we we derail and we talk about non-Star Wars things. So um, yes. you can check us out there at WSDR Media is the tag on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook. If you search, you can find us there. So definitely check us out. Awesome. Yeah, you just you just put out a Jurassic Park 30th mm-hmm. anniversary retrospective. I listened to that. It was a good time. That was a fun one. You and Aaron. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone should listen to you guys. You guys are awesome and hopefully i could pop on there again talk about something star wars yeah we love having you so it's always- <laughs> oh, oh. 
<laughs> I feel like it always just gets like chaotic, but in a good way because we're all just like, wow. <laughs> it's rowdy. It's a good time. It is. It's a rowdy group. Yeah, hopefully we could do this in person soon. Yes. Hey. Yes. Hey <laughs> all right, Carla, let's close this out. All right, until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. That's it for this time on The Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxed at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.